raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Hammer and Nigel. you believe these characters are weirdos? So let's rock it! Nigel, Jason Hammer right over there, also special in-studio guest, attorney at law, and host here at 93 WIBC, Abdul Hakeem Shabazz. Abdul, how are you? Don't know how special I am, but I'll take it. I'll take, I'll take the compliments wherever I can get them, my friend. Well, you ran for the uh, the GOP primary for mayor's race here in Indy. Jefferson Sharif ultimately came out the winner, so now it's uh, the Republican candidate Sharif against uh, the Democrat Hogsett. How do you see this playing out? What is your prediction for who is who will win this race? Um, I would say technically right now the odds favor Hogshead simply because he's incumbent and it's a Democratic county. But uh, as we found in the past, uh, anything can happen. And a day in politics is like a lifetime. And we've got uh, six weeks before Election Day, give or take. Uh, but actually uh, only two weeks before early voting begins. Early voting starts on October 11th. So uh, I expect it to get uh, a lot more... Uh, let's say hand-to-hand, Mortal Kombat, finish him by the, by the time it's all said and done. we got a debate around the corner oh, yeah. between these two. Wish TV is doing a debate between Shreve and Hogsett. Wish TV is doing a debate. Uh, Channel uh, Fox 9 is doing a debate. Uh, also, uh, they're having a debate on October 8th uh, by my friends at uh, Crossroads Public Affairs are putting that together. And I want to say they're having like one more with like the Historical Preservation Agency. So you are friends with a lot more of these butt sniffers than I am, <laughs> Do you think any of these folks are going to ask Joe Hogsett on the debate stage, where were you? There are questions about your whereabouts. Can you definitively answer your location the night of the, the riots? And who was in charge? I would, I would not be surprised if that question comes up uh, either... By, by, by a debate moderator or uh, by Jefferson Shreve. Talk right. about public safety. Talk about uh, the George Floyd riots. See, that's uh, the thing. Shreve needs to bring it up himself. Because I know Wish TV has asked Joe that in the past. I think it was Alexis yeah. that asked him that. And he said he was at home. But on a debate where there's a lot more eyeballs, I think that's going to be interesting. Yeah, because uh, I want to say... Uh, like I said, I don't know which moderator will probably ask, probably ask that question, but I would not be surprised if Jefferson manages to bring that up in, in, in sort of a in sort of a, a Jeopardy-type way. Like, I would, I'm being public safety. For example, we won't have riots in the street. And by the way, Mr. Mayor, where were you that night? You know, where were yeah. you with our police officers? Where were you when our businesses were being burned down? Well, Hogsett's camp, though, say, listen, we agree to do this debate, but you cannot ask this question. We've already answered it before. We're not going to participate if you ask this question. Well, they just then just don't bring it up, or don't don't bring it up prior to. Just bring it up during during the during the during the debate itself. Then what do you do? Walk off stage on television? Right, right. <laughs> so. How much how much damage do you think overall? Now that we've kind of had weeks and months to let the dust settle with this whole gun permit thing, um, with Jefferson Sharif's campaign and constitutional carry, did it do damage to his campaign? Do you think? I, I irreparable. Think it, I, I I won't say irreparable because unless you're my wife, you can't be mad forever. <laughs> good answer. <laughs> so, so every dude listening right now is like, that's a damn good answer. Unless it's our spouses, you, you, you can't be mad forever. Um, I do think, like I said, you know, eventually people sort of calm down a little bit. Uh, but I do think it. I, I don't don't think it helped and we actually interviewed jefferson shreve earlier this week we're going to play that on the weekend show and i asked him about that like hey you know 
you know, your gun proposal it ticked off a lot of your base. You know, how how are those relationships? He says he's still working to to to, to heal things, but he reminded folks that hey, if you if you if you disagree with me on twenty percent of the issues, that means you probably agree with me eighty percent of the issues. So. Well, no, because he sides with Hogshead on the other stuff. I mean, his whole campaign that he rolled out, Abdul, was yeah, I agree with him on this, I agree with him on that. That was like the first three or four months of the campaign. So, like I said, it'll it'll be interesting to see what happens. And by the way, uh, we're going to start polling. Uh, I want to say tomorrow. Uh, being my friends at ARW Strategies, uh, we're going to start polling the mayor's race, uh, and we'll probably start uh, we'll, we start polling Saturday, Sunday, Monday, get the results back Wednesday, then start releasing the results publicly uh, on October second, October third. Abdul, how does how does how does it work? I've never been contacted for a poll before. Is it by a email? Is it via phone? Is it a combination of, of different things? Uh, they basically take a list of registered voters, right? Because uh, that's how that's how they do it, and then they ask. Uh, and it's a, it's it's part art, it's part science. And by the way, polls are not a prediction of what's going to happen. It's merely a snapshot in time. So I remind people that, you know, every single time it's, it's not a prediction. It's a snapshot of how people feel that that day. But if you get enough of the polls together, you can start seeing trends. So we need to keep that in mind. How many people are you polling? Uh, about four hundred, which is a good size sample for. And as voters in Marion County, yeah, yeah, Mar- men, women. Yeah, Marion County, men, women, African American, Latino. The, the whole nine Republican, yards. Democrats, yeah. and yeah. is it a pretty even breakdown? Uh, we try to have a poll that's reflective of what the population looks like. Okay, so if Marion County is 60% registered Democrat, which I believe last time I checked that is the case, will your polling be 60% We, we Democrat? try to get as close to what the, what the, what the, what the what all the demographics look like, you know, politically, racially, you know, gender, the whole nine yards. So, so let's go back one year ago. And when Ryan Mears won his re-election against Cindy Carrasco, a lot of people thought Cindy Carrasco ran a pretty good campaign. Absolutely. She was funded well. Yep. We saw commercials, had a good positive message, didn't have any you know, errors where she shot, shot herself in the foot. And Ryan Mears beat her 60% to 40%, the breakdown of voters in Marion County. Compare that to what we're seeing right now. What's your gut telling you with Joe Hogsett and Jefferson Shreve? What I've what I've heard through the rumor mill, which is also, which is also the reason why we're doing our polling this weekend, is that uh, the mayor's ahead anywhere from eight to twelve points, give or take. Which actually, uh, for Shreve, is actually relatively good news because it's not it's not going to be like the Jim Merritt blowout we saw four years ago. Uh, and it's not going to be sort of the Ryan Muir 60, 41, 42%. Uh, percent. So from that perspective, uh, Shreve is actually doing doing doing, doing better than, than previous. But then again, we got the last six weeks of the campaign to go. We got the debates coming up. People actually finally started to pay attention uh, to what matters. If so. you were running Jefferson Shreve's campaign, if he came to you and said, Abdul, we were competitors at one point, but now I need your help. What advice would you give me on how to finally end the run of Joe Hogsett? What would you tell him? I would say you got to got to I would say it's kind of like being in court. You got your opening arguments, you got your evidence and you got your closing arguments. And and you got to make you got to hit it really hard on the closing arguments, which I would say I would just simply go like the old TV show Eight is Enough. Wow, we're going back in the day. Yeah, exactly. We, we're going to we're going Dick Van Patten <laughs> and Mark Hamill was actually the the, the oldest son at the beginning of the show, which showed really carbon date myself there. Uh, I would say eight <laughs> is enough, and I would just say, hey, look, are you tired of crime? Are you tired of broken roads? Are you tired of Joe Hogsett? Eight is enough. 
And I would just I would just hit that over and over. Eight and over. years being yeah. enough. I yeah. see what you're doing there. That's a great line. Is, yeah. is knocking on doors uh, in predominantly blue areas is that a strategy as well? I mean, it, hitting it, it, the ground running. It is actually. It should have been doing this a while back, which is going because sure. you you got your well actually. I would say, and if I was a nominee, I'd have a base already sewn up. So I'd be reaching for those independent, moderate, and thoughtful Democrat voters who are like, hey, are, are you just tired? Are you want something new, something different? Are there enough of those to make a difference in this election? There are, but the question is, you got to reach them. And, and, and what the Hawks said people have done, I'll give them credit, they've, they've run up Jefferson's negatives. Uh, that they've done with some of the commercials that they've been running. But I think our I think our poll we put out this uh, when we do it this weekend will be the first and actually only independent poll of either Jefferson or Joe Hogsad. Just know this. If one of your pollsters reaches out to me, I'm writing your name in, Abdul. You're getting my vote for the mayor's race this year because I'll be damned if I vote for Joe Hogsad and the other guy doesn't want my vote. Well, what, what I remind people is while, while I'm extremely flattered, my friend, that, that I have your that I have your, your, your undying support, actually I get it from a lot of people, is once you lose in the primary, you cannot run again for that same office. Now, you can write my name in. I'm not asking for your approval. I'm telling you, it's happening. It's purely symbolic. Have you been talking about wife lately because <laughs> you sort of mentioned that exact same thing listen you're going to get the most right in votes in the history of the mayor's race in indianapolis i think i'll be, I'll be a nice little footnote on the wikipedia page <laughs> <laughs> what else is going on in the state of indiana i know we're gearing up for a big governor's race there's some senate races heating up uh john russ who's running for the who's uh, trying to get on the ballot in the u.s senate uh he's an egg farmer from jackson county uh millionaire uh, has sued the state of Indiana uh, under the primary rules. Because under, under Indiana's primary, you can't be a candidate unless you vote in the last two previous primaries. He didn't. So they say, no, we're not going to let you on the ballot unless you get like a signature from your county chairman. The county chairwoman has said no. So he filed a lawsuit. And I actually think he may actually have a case. I was reading his lawsuit this morning. I'm going to do it this weekend. And I think he actually, I frankly, I think for primaries, we shouldn't have to pay for them at all because it's a political function. Why should taxpayers foot the bill? If you're a Democrat living in a Republican county, vice versa, you've got no one to vote for. So right. So that, that brings up an issue. But I think Russ may actually have a point uh, in his lawsuit. So I'm going to go through that uh, and uh, post something up on IndyPolitics.org later this weekend. And in the, in the governor's race, uh, we spoke to Lieutenant Governor Suzanne Crouch this weekend, <clears throat> earlier this week, going to play her interview this weekend about her AXA tax proposal, which would get rid of the state income tax. But the question is, that's eight to twelve billion dollars worth of revenue. How do you fill that hole? Because most of that money goes to schools and to Medicaid. Seems a little desperate. Seems a little desperate. That's almost like a hail mary. It feels like from her camp. Um, I wouldn't say hail mary, but I would say what's like two steps behind the hail mary? <laughs> right, just a long pass to the sideline. That's yeah. what we're talking about here. But big picture, whose is it to lose? Is it is it bronze to lose? Um, I would say technically, Braun is theoretically the front runner only because, number one, nobody's paying attention. Number two, he's a U.S. senator. He's probably got the most name out of all all the people running right now. And does the Democrat candidate, McCormick, have any snowball shot in hell of making a dent in this thing? Um, I would say probably. It depends on uh, how Donald Trump does in Indiana. If Donald Trump is a nominee, because that could sort of change everything. I think Donald Trump's going to win Indiana, Abdul. I think it's going to be a blowout. Um, If he's not in jail at the time yeah i think even if he's going to win indiana <laughs> in a blowout hey i know we got to hit a break here but i wanted to give you about a minute or so to reflect on the passing of indiana state senator jack sandlin uh jack sandlin was a really good guy uh represented the south side of indianapolis perry township and a couple uh a couple of uh, portions of johnson county 
a real good guy, had a lot of respect for law enforcement and was not afraid to work around, to work across the aisle. Uh, when all the property taxes were going through the roof, uh, he worked partnered with Democrats to do things about gentrification so senior citizens could stay in their in their homes and not lose their homes due to high High assessed value. So for that, I got to give uh, Jack Sandlin credit. Uh, like I said, good guy. Uh, unfortunately, passed away of a heart attack this week. He will be missed. Abdul, when's the show? Uh, show is Saturday, one to three. Thank you. Thank you. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the play play slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba da ba ba ba. And participating McDonald's for a limited time.